Welcome to the UK Consult Weekly Podcast with Jonathan Bradley and Elton Daddo, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at Bang the Table in the UK. Hello and welcome to Jono and Elt's weekly ramble through all things online community engagement and public consultation. It's week 27. It's the first time, I think, in three weeks, Jono, that we are on our own again. What on earth are we going to do? What are we going to talk about and what is going on? I think that's a good question. What is going on? How does this even work? (laughs) What happens with these? I mean, there's no set format. Have we got like a running order? It was so organised when we had Mel from Australia on. And she said, I know the running order. Yeah. Yeah. How many fans have we got now? How many subscribers, um, listeners? You know, they say with a lot of social media, it's all about eyeballs. Where are the eyeballs at? Yes. With the podcast, it's where the ears at. Where are the ears? How many listeners have we actually got? And how many people do we do listen that we don't really know about maybe they're sat on obviously you know social distancing measures in place but maybe there are larger groups of people sitting in one person's house listening to the same thing so it looks like it's just one listener but it's a massive group of people what's going on that's called a landline everybody runs for cover (laughs) you've got a landline that's amazing i know some people in the village come around to have a look at it, especially the younger ones. <laughs> it's like an antique fair. Yeah. Uh, going back to what you were saying before the rude interruption from the landline, it is possible that families are sat around their um, laptop, almost like the olden days, listening to our podcast. Yeah, it's like getting getting around the wireless and listening yeah. to the cricket. Getting around the wireless. Yeah, it's possible. Or are we just trying to beef up the potential numbers of listeners we've got? Well, well we are going for Podcast of the Year award. So. We are. It's still on the cards, I think, especially after, as I say, Mel from Australia's fantastic appearance last time, which was a little bit of a surprise to you. Um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely going to have helped, isn't it, to boost that global audience? It can only be. It, I mean, we must have a big following in Australia now. We must have. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, because we've got colleagues over there as well. Yeah. We know that they listen to it and then they put it out on LinkedIn. And I think, yeah, it's, it's so, definitely. So we were going for niche poshcat, poshcat, niche podcast of the year. But now we're going to have to go for niche international newcomer podcast of the year. Oh, but I've only got one suit. I hope they're on different days. These awards. It's going to be. Or we'll have. We, we might have to split up. Like you have. You go to one. I go to another. No, you never see Ant and Beck separate. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, apart from when he went through that um, long spell of drug and alcoholism. Oh, yeah, he was on his own, man. <laughs> Deck was on his own, wasn't he? No, yeah. it was Ant. Yeah, no, it was, it was Deck, and it was Cat. Then what didn't Cat fill in? Cat. Yeah, that was a sad. That was a sad period for everyone, really. It was. He looked like a little lost sheep, didn't he, when it was on I'm a Celebrity. And although she did a fantastic job of co-presenting with him, it's just not the same, is it? It's not the same now as in Wales. No, it's definitely not the same location-wise, but at least they're back together. That's something. It's like when we have Charlie on, when when you're not here. I mean, 
as you can imagine, the standard of the jokes depreciates considerably. Her tunes are pretty good, to be fair, but they are Charlie's tunes. So, you know, it's branded with her name, that section of the, of the podcast. But, yeah, I mean, her grumpy moments are really happy. The jokes get tumbleweeded out of the door by Brandon in marketing every time. It's not the same, is it? It's just not the same. But we are back to normal this week. And um, since we last spoke, it was your son's 10th birthday as well, I understand. It was, yeah. Char- the other Charlie in Bangor Table, UK. Um, yeah, he was 10 years old. Yeah, did he get some nice gifts? He did. He got loads of gifts. He's into sea foraging, coastal foraging, he calls it. We used to call it rock pooling, but he's too old now, so it's coastal. <laughs> It's coastal foraging. Um, wow. We got lots of things to nets and what have you to do with that amongst amongst um, enough sweets to last him um, until next birthday, really. Brilliant. So he won't need any sweet treats for Christmas then. He's, he's got enough to see him through. That's true. Uh, but you never know what Father Christmas may bring. Never, yeah, never know. I don't think anyone knows what Christmas is going to bring this year. <laughs> 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 but there is talk that it could be mixing of households for a five-day period. Was it was it just between that Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve period, something like that? So it's hope. Oh, will it be anything goes for five days? I don't know if it'd be anything goes. I'm not sure how it would work with hospitality sectors being open and things, but I think it's mixing of unlimited households for five. That's what I heard on on news and um, that's what's being mooted at the moment so we'll have to just watch this space and hope for the best now talking of charlie's tunes of the week what have you been listening to well i was drawn to ruthie collins who is a upcoming um country rising country artist ah because she flew to play a gig in Putney and then the new lockdown was not announced. So she's stranded in the UK. So she sort of did a quarantine concert and it's taken off um, very well. So um, that I tuned into Ruthie Collins, a bit of country. Ruthie Collins, a bit, a little, bringing a little bit of country to the podcast. Yeah. And we haven't had any country before, so that can go in. No. No, you had a kind of three, four week spell where you were just stuck in the ABBA world. Mainly ABBA. You kind of broke free from that a little bit, didn't you, when we last spoke? Oh, there you go. Well, we'll put Ruthie Collins. What are you on? What what am I on? What are you on? (laughs) Um, This week I've been listening to, it sounds like it's going to be really heavy and unbearable, but I've been listening to a bit of Deftones. But it was a track called Passenger, which was a slightly more mellow track that they've released previously. And it was remixed by Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. And it's kind of a little bit of a trippy take on their original track that they released on a White Pony album back in, God, must have been 2005, something like that. So, yeah, I will put that up in the blurb. I'm looking forward to listening to that. Yeah, Yeah, it gets a little bit heavy at night. You're looking forward to listening to Ruthie Collins. I'm looking forward to listening. Are you going to put the whole concert up in the blurb? Of no, I think it might just be a most recent album, actually. Well, yeah. I can look if the concerts are on YouTube. But remember, yeah. other country music singers are available. <laughs> but I can't name any of them. <laughs> just because I've got a really, really poor memory. Now, have you got any jokes this week? 
Uh, well, I, uh, I did have to sell her. She's, no, she's broken. Oh. Broken down. Technical failure. Just all I can see is a red light. Not talking to me. Oh, no. What about father-in-law texts? Anything? Uh, he's gone quiet as well. Although I have got one from the deep ravines of my joke memory. Yeah, because you haven't prepared it, so. No, I haven't, no. There's no preparation on this podcast. <laughs> um, I, I've, uh, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm going to fluff my lines because I've built up to it now. But anyway, um, I sold my uh, sold my vacuum cleaner today. Yeah. All I was doing was collecting dust. Oh, no. Oh, I, I really want Mel, Mel from Australia. I want her and her partner back for the joke sections because they got away with all sorts. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into it now, but yeah. <laughs> now that's that's pretty poor. I think the tumbleweed will be out for that definitely. I think deep down inside you liked it though. Just collecting dust. Well, it actually it is a theme which is a continuation from last week because Mel and Charlie were ably taking the pee out of my um the brand i'm not even going to say what it is but the brand of my hoover shit when a hoover is a brand and the brand of my vacuum cleaner um they were really taking the mickey out of it apparently it had to be one or two other brands and i've got a really poor one and oh no it caused a little bit of consternation so it's great you see you kept that thread going around vacuum cleaners you probably did it surreptitiously but that's that's the sort of thing that the podcast award judges look for i think those sort of segues across that's yeah that spontaneous segue yeah it's seamless absolutely seamless mine has nothing to do with vacuum cleaners at all so there are two bats that are hanging upside down on a branch and one says to the other do you recall your worst day last year and the other bat says yeah it was the day i had diarrhea Yeah, I like that. I can tell that one to Charlie. Now he's ten. Yes. Yeah, I think that's that's acceptable, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Not as, not, not as acceptable as the book that Moon Pig sent him, which was an no. an adult book of adult in in nature and sort of jokey adult book. Oh. By accident. By accident. And. Uh, they, my sister has made them aware of the uh, error, the dangers, the dangers of online shopping. Yeah, if you, if you stand in a store yourself and you pick that book up, you know what it is. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah, a mistake could not be made. But on the plus side, you've got his present sorted for when he's eighteen, so you can just wrap it up again and leave it. You could leave it with your mugs that are in a lockup. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. Don't mention the mugs. No, 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 no. We'll come on. We can come on to that later. Well, I like the idea. I'll save it till he's eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Just wrap it up with some eighteen paper on it now, just to remind yourself what it was. Yeah. And you'll always know when you look at it. And then when he gets to eighteen, there you go. You may open that rude book. Now you wanted to introduce a new feature this week, didn't you? Yes, I did, Elton. Yes, well, I did. we can't. <laughs> no, 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 go on, go on. Well, it's a replacement feature, isn't it? So we're going to do yeah. tr- what's on your mind trends. It's all yeah. a little bit. I'm just going to do news of the week. So we could maybe ask um, Brandon if you could get some news like bulletin intro. 
Yeah, like the old news round music at the start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've selected a few items. They're going to be, they're not going to be as good this week. This is a builder. So that we're going to get better and better at this. And we'll maybe ask people to submit their news from, yeah. from other territories within within Bang the Table and also from our clients. They can put their news and we'll we'll do a little bit of an announcement. That sounds good. Yeah, a bit like requests. Special requests. So the first one, this is quite exciting, is about how is democracy changing and how can citizens participate in this change and it's the third annual citizen engagement and deliberative democracy festival oh that is happening between the 6th and the 12th of december and it's organized by the european commission and it's online and those, and those are the themes for their third and this is the third one and it's open to all open to all wow for diver, people with diverse backgrounds to gather and tackle some of the pressing issues of our time. So when, I reckon I'm going to trundle along to that. Yeah, when is it? Uh, 6th to the 12th of December. Oh, pre-Christmas treat. Yeah, we'll put it in the blurb, see how many. It'd be good to get some uh, UK listeners over there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, we've got to attend that. Moving on quickly to the next news item. This one is from our friends and colleagues at the Consultation Institute, and they are particularly worried that judicial reviews are under threat. Now, now, judicial review is not good news for most of our clients, but is good news for encouraging good practice. And it's one of the few ways that people who are disgruntled participants or consultees can actually say hold on a minute we don't think the consultation was fair so all in all it does raise the the sort of um, quality of public consultation um, as much as we don't want people to reach a point of judicial review but anyway yeah. there's, come, there's, a, there's something called the forks review um f-a-u-l-k-s the forks review a lot of reviews yeah. lot of reviews in this update don't lose, don't lose track. <laughs> they're actually reviewing um, how judicial reviews work. Um, they're a bit worried that they're being politicised and they're being used to, you know, rather than rather than being used to hold public bodies to account, they're actually being used for political motives. However, what the institute is worried about is that they're actually going to sort of like, you know, uh, government is looking to put more constraints on 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 how on how how easy it is for people to bring judicial review forward. So that's one to watch. Um, so we'll put that in the blurb. And um, in other consultation news, the the UK government has launched a new public consultation on the total ban of online advertising for unhealthy foods. So that's turned out to be quite a controversial one. Yeah. As, and, and that's always interesting because in those situations, the world of public consultation and the world of lobbying tends to overlap because um, lots of organisations who, who, who may oppose this kind of things will, they will, you know, their consultation response is, is, is sort of, a, you know, a bit like a lobbying response. We don't want this to happen. These are the reasons why we want some of this to happen. And these are the reasons why. And then people and then the other side of the argument, those that want real constraints on it. 
um, you know, will be putting their arguments forward. So in this instance, it's a real good example of how public consultation is used as a, as a vehicle for policy development on very contentious issues and, uh, and actually ends up in the world of uh, sort of like lobbying and things like that. Yeah. And that consultation is, um, has been, I think that's been launched recently. Is that, um, is that an entire ban on the advertising of those foods or is it specifically aimed at um, unhealthy foods for children during, you know, on those children's channels and well, the, certain times of day? Well, those are the questions. So the, the questions are what types of advertising will be restricted, who will be liable for compliance and the enforcement of the restrictions. So it's quite a detailed piece of work. And um, this is where it's, this could overlap into grumpy moment. How do you think you respond to something that amazingly significant and important? Not another. It's just a survey. Oh no! So oh. Uh, not another hashtag. Not another survey. This really does cut across quite a few things. So we'll 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 actually maybe come back to this um, next week and have a look and hope that they're doing more than just an online survey. Um, yeah. Obviously, on Engagement HQ, there'd be. We'd have discussion forums in here, we'd have ideas boards. You know, it's important that people are able to debate this issue, not just fill out a survey. How do I know what other people are saying? Anyway, digressing well, yeah. news. News readers don't have opinions like that, do they? I'm going to have to. No, you, yeah, I think Sky News would be struggling with you at the interview stage at this point in time, and yeah. definitely BBC. Definitely BBC, because they've, <laughs> they've just published their editorial guidelines, and you're not allowed an opinion on anything, really. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so uh, other public consultation news, there has been a, well, a consultation for a 6.1 billion transport plan has been um, approved wow. in the northeast of England, that's in the northern Ecker. Yeah. And the in, in Edinburgh, the council has been urged to ask locals before imposing controversial Edinburgh traffic scheme. So there's a yeah. lot going on, a lot going on, and that's just a snippet, really. That's just a little snapshot of headlines, just snapshot, isn't it? Just a snapshot. So you can see um, the excitement of this new feature. I mean, one, the other thing I was just going to um, finish on is that um, in Cooper's Green Lane Quarry in St. Alb St. Albans and Welwyn Garden City, there's been accusation of a lack of consultation over plans for an expansion at the, um, at the quarry. So, you know, consultation and engagement's always in the headlines. Always in the headlines. It's never out of the headlines. And what I think we should do then is we should move on to new project launches in Engagement HQ of the week or new site launches. And we'll do wordplay at the table after that. Obviously, yeah. this is one one of our, this is one of our listeners' favourite parts of the recording. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd say it's right up there. They tend to go past the jokes quite quickly. <laughs> and then they get into the meat of the, you know, the consultation stuff and then how people are applying their digital engagement strategies, working really closely with us on a really broad range of things as well. I mean, what did you have this week for a, either a project or a site launch of the week? Um, I, it's super, super exciting. Um, and I've lost it, actually. Um, just maybe just cut in with a, with a song here. Uh, yeah, we could just break in. We could just break in with a little bit of mood music. I think I accidentally did. So this is a project called Living Well Together. Um, and the, 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 I, I think it's fair to say the lead is Newry, Morn and Down Community Planning Partnership. 
Yeah. And, and, there's, and they've got a new site and it's a really good example actually of how to launch a new site around a single project. Yes. And this project is, is called What Works for Men and it's about engaging um, unemployed men um, in terms of, um, you know, the experience of uh, losing their job and help with um, getting local support to get back to work. Um, so that's sort of like the headline. And within that, they're, they're being invited to tell their story about their experience of unemployment. They're being asked to talk about their ideas of how people, the help that they might need to get back into a job or, or do some additional training or get back into education. Uh, there's also a survey in there to do some benchmarking and, and baselining. So it's really good project. Great one for our listeners to have a look at. Um, yeah. and, um, it, it's you know it's it's um it's it, they've got a short period of time to do this piece of work so it's very sort of projects focused and they've got a report back at the end in terms of their finding findings so it's a super duper thing to see looks nice as well on our new yeah. editor i was so excited to see it I mean, um revealed it yesterday and they they've just about launched it and it yeah it looks incredible really really pleased how about you well, I'll go. So that's obviously a, a single project launch. I'll go for a site launch of the week and definitely a big shout out to Bournemouth Christchurch and Paul Council um, who have launched their um, where they've got an annual license with us so they can run as many projects as they want. They've kicked off with one particular project. They start off, as you can imagine, the, the coastline around there is absolutely stunning. So the first thing that hits you is this lovely banner image of that coastline. Um, and the way they've introduced it is welcome to a new dedicated place for you to have your say, voice your opinions and share your ideas. Here you can engage with us and other residents on topics and initiatives of interest, helping to shape our decisions and plans. We're a modern, accessible and accountable council, and we want to make Bournemouth, Christchurch and Paul great places to live, learn, work and visit. Register now, get involved and play an active role. There's a call to action. It's yeah. very, very enticing to get people um, registered and involved. And the first project they've got up here is called Transforming Travel. So it's promoting greater choices in terms of the way people travel. And when I click through into that, again, another really cool banner image. They use a lot of important links around registration. They've got a travel survey um, and a number of other things. They framed it really, really neatly, again, using that um, the new appearance editor, which just makes things look so clean on the page when you read through it. Really clear for people to understand what their objectives are. So it's Transforming Cities Fund Programme, so TCF. And they outline the key objectives of that and the planned travel routes, which they supplement with a lot of example images and an introductory uh, video using the widgets within Engagement HQ as well. Um, and then as you scroll down here, how to share your ideas. And they're kicking off with an ideas board around transforming travel. And you can already see, considering it's only just launched, 49 ideas on here. Great. I mean, it's literally just launched, you know, earlier, earlier this week. So you can see that's building up into a really nice board where people have uploaded images in some cases, left some comments, People can like um, each other's comments or comment on them um, as well. So it's building up already into a really, really neat level of insight um, that the council members can take away. And as I mentioned, that's just the first of many, many projects they're going to be launching. Um, it was the first one out the traps for them, but very visually appealing. And certainly a shout out to, I was at 
lots of people, lovely people at BCP Council. I've had the pleasure of meeting over the last sort of six months or so. But Chloe Durant, I think, was one of the main people that I that I met back in March, just around the sort of lockdown time, and we've been in touch ever since. So yeah, the whole team um, across the board, really, really good job. Yeah. So you're definitely putting them forward for mug of the week. I'm definitely putting Chloe and and the team forward for mug of the week, and you're definitely putting forward. Um, David and the team. Yeah. 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 Um, so I reckon we're going to have to send a few mugs out. I think it will have to be a joint award. So so you could almost have site launch, project launch of the week. So there you go. We've got two mugs of the week. I reckon that's, it's the only fair way, isn't it? Yeah, I mean they're so you couldn't you couldn't split them. You couldn't split. I mean they're both absolutely brilliant and also completely different. You know, you're looking at sort of BCB yeah. councillors over a period of time going to launch hundreds and hundreds of projects. A totally different type of focus totally. on that um, briefer research project that you've outlined as well. Like such yeah. a such a different thing. But obviously the thing that ties them together, of course, is being fortunate enough to work with us to achieve a lot out of it. So it's really really yeah. good. So that's mug of the week for David Patterson and team. Yes, shout out to David. Yeah, shout out. But I do have a confession to make. There's been a backlog in the distribution of mugs. Oh no, Thomas is Thomas from Captain Thomas. And you know, I and um, <laughs> now you're gonna have to apologise twice for forgetting the other people. Tower Hamlets. Yeah. Um, that's the extent of the backlog. The truth of the matter is, I've got a lockup, right? And um, I went to the lock and, and forgot the mugs are in the lockup. Came back again and, and was like, oh, I didn't get the mugs. And, and we're meant to only be doing essential travelling. Obviously, this is my get out clause. So yeah. I need to go back to the lockout and get, yeah. and get the mugs. Um, I think that that's given you probably another week's grace before certainly Thomas from Community Gateways has said he'll be very disappointed if he doesn't. Yeah. So I think it's given you another week, bought that's, you some time. Yeah, and, and it takes me quite a while to get away from the lockup because quite often when I go, there's a guy called Fraser there and he's sort of like an ageing surfer, hippie quite, quite type dude. And he, he looks like he kind of half lives in his container it's got so many tools so many tools and equipment in it and it seems to go back for miles it's like what's it called on harry potter diagon alley or whatever it's like like it's never ending container and then it's just fraser permanently there so it takes so i can't just go and get the mugs i have to go and have a chat oh it's it's not that straightforward of just right i just need to pop out for 10 minutes get the mugs and back yeah so anyway apologies Mugs will be distributed next week. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Now, have we got we got time for a bit of wordplay at the table before military moments? Have we? Yeah, yeah. Quick fire, a bit of quick fire wordplay at the table. Now, oh, Mel and Charlie did brilliant last week. They were so good last week at this. So, actually, I think you might need to up your game again. I think you're right. They were really good, really quick off the mark with some good answers. So. Wordplay at the table for, obviously, we get quite a lot of new listeners every week, but just for their benefit, um, first description that comes into your mind, work related only around public consultation, community engagement, when I say the following words or phrases, and the first of those this week is boisterous. Public consultation can get quite boisterous. People will try and disrupt it. They'll try and manipulate things to go in their favour. 
most people are well intentioned and well behaved but it can get a bit you know it can get a bit uh you know boisterous and online is not it can be equally as boisterous there i mean that's one of the reasons why i really am a fan of registration and yeah. i don't think gdpr is a reason why we can't get people to register we just need to make sure that everyone knows what they're opting in for and all of those sorts of things and the you know, we don't keep data unnecessarily and we've got all the privacy policies in place and all of those things. Because when, if we get people to register, we can just we can just calm it down a little bit. Just yeah, so, you know, this yeah. is a nice place for discussion and debate. Yeah, you know, it's like a, a combination can... of the registration and moderation policy. Yeah, I think with the coupled together, you're still embracing controversy. You still want to hear people objecting to things, but it doesn't ever cross that line of the Twitter sphere rouse trolling misinformation all of those sorts of things coming out yeah it's not boisterous it's not boisterous it's not no. boisterous. It's, it's um constructive robust debate rather than boisterous insult yeah off topic all that sort of thing okay that's good i think you've i yeah i think you give charlie and mel a run for their money with that you're back in the game thank you um, so, <laughs> you're welcome so the second word for wordplay at the table this week is candid. I think the ideas tool encourages candid responses because yeah. it's sure, snappy, and to the point. Yeah, and you've and you've done that whole segue thing again. I was just talking about the fantastic way in which that ideas tool is coming together for BCP Council, and then you've segued into that for wordplay at the table. It's seamless this week. It's like you've never been away. Elton, let me tell you, this is this is this is the benefit of downtime. So we, or in you know, as you know, when you want to make it sound a bit more sort of managerial, decompression. Decompression. See, my boss doesn't allow me to do that. I'm on, I'm constantly on the go. My hair's all falling out. Weekends, Christmas Day, it's just never ending. Uh, well, we have got no meeting Fridays now. We do have no meeting Fridays up until the point where you just put a two-hour meeting in. Yeah, but I've not called it a meeting. Oh, so it's, it's all about the naming of it. Yeah, but if it looks like a meeting and smells like a meeting, it's a meeting. If it's, you know, it, that's it, if it, you know. But I, it wasn't a meeting that I put in. Oh, so that means on Friday afternoon we can have a pipeline review gathering, can we? No, I think I'd have to cry for help. <laughs> no, that could descend into fast quite quickly, couldn't it? Again, oh, and so, yeah. the third one. This was supposed to be the quick section. The third wordplay at the table this week is chiming in. Chiming in. Oh, it's quite hard, isn't it? I don't. I don't know where these come from in my mind. As soon as I think of them, I just write them down before we start. Well, that's the art of online discussion, isn't it? Having that ability to chime in on other people's yeah. um, views and opinions. Yeah. So, it's very difficult to listen to the voice of the local council and the voice of your local NHS or the consultancy that's running a, a planning project on behalf of uh, someone or you know or somebody. Um, it's very difficult difficult to listen to that voice because now you might naturally be suspicious. But yeah. if, if you're involved in a discussion forum of other people like you, local concerned residents, whatever and other people chime in with different points of view, 
then you, you as as a as a person it's more difficult not to learn and just put the, the the you know the shutters down or the barriers up and stick to your original position um so it's that that enabling people to chime into each other's conversations online is a real crucial part of proper meaningful online and offline um, public consultation yeah yeah that's exactly it it can often be chiming in can often be thought of as quite a negative thing oh look they're chiming in again you know they're putting their two tuppence worth tuppence halfpenny worth in and um, so much but um it isn't actually necessarily only a negative thing as well it is people having an opinion and being confident enough to come forward and express that opinion alongside yeah. a number of other people you want people to share their two penneth that's it two penneth yeah that's the one they're both <laughs> both are valid <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, we shall move swiftly on then to. I think I did really well then, just for the record. I think you. I think you're definitely back. I don't want to play my own trumpet. And Charlie had no idea. On, well, neither of them had any idea what was going on, and I hadn't fully explained it to Mel. And um, Charlie understood it a bit better because she'd listened um, to some of the previous weeks. But it's a lesson for Mel. You need to. You need to listen every week. Otherwise, you could be caught out when you were a guest. Yeah, and all of us, preparation is not loud. Yeah, there you go. So did you have any, I know you've been decompressing, so maybe you haven't had any apart from the inappropriate book delivery to your son. Did you have any Meldry moments this week? So but my grumpiness of the week, it's just basically always about um, traffic reduction schemes, cycle paths and widening pavements. <laughs> because what happened this week it's actually quite good. The iPaper and other papers are available on a Saturday is a good source of consultation news, um, bizarrely, and grumpiness. And there's a good letters section you can write to as well, because I think that's a good hobby for as you get grumpy. You, you can instead of just shouting at the telly, you can write letters to the paper yeah. and it just gets it off, off your chest, so to speak. Um, so I asked Mrs. Bradley last night, I told her I was going to write to the newspaper about something and she told me not to do it. So that was a bad start. Anyway, I just won't consult her. You wrote to Moonpig instead. Yeah, I wrote to Moonpig. Well, my sister did that. Actually. Um, anyway, so grumpy moment. H- headline, 100, £175 million boost for traffic reduction schemes. That's great. All good news. Um, Grant. So councils have been told to push ahead with schemes to cut traffic on residential roads, despite the measures pr- prompting protests and vandalism in some areas. Now, we we said if, I think we can go back in time to a previous like podcast months ago. We went on about what great news about, you know, making places less, you know, have more less traffic in them and encouraging cycling. But if they don't engage local residents, it's all going to go pear shaped. Yeah. And so finally, whatever it is now, five months later, well, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. How many is that? Eight months later. However, it says here, because Mr. Shapps um, said that independent research has showed the majority of people are in favour of such measures. But here we are, all these months later, it says, however, local councils will now have to consult residents and businesses before any measures are installed. Hurrah. Uh, it's my case, Elton Dado. What yes. What saying? <laughs> now, our avid listeners 
will be screaming, not only in, in support of your Meldrew moment, but saying, yeah, they covered that in week 18, memorised all of the weeks of content, and they can even place conversations that we've had with specific weeks. Yeah. I mean, they're that knowledgeable. But that is very, very annoying, isn't it? No one's been consulted. Um, just got to hope that things improve. But we're that's what we're here for, effectively. We are the voice of the people. To make jolly sure that they do improve. Yeah. Now mine, well, mine was. Which one shall I go with? I've got about five. I've got another one, but we might have not time for it. Can no, you? no, go for it. Go for it. You sure? Yeah. Well, it will allow me to shuffle the pack in my mind. So I've got two about Charlie. Because then I've got to do a non-related one, haven't I? Yes. Space. I never have non-related ones. <laughs> okay. Space. Everyone's going to space all of a sudden, and we haven't. We've not. We haven't even figured out how to fix this planet yet, and we're off to the moon and off everywhere else. And I think that's really great, but maybe we should just fix things here first. And so, I'm just. I know other people will be like, "No, you're wrong," and they'll have lots of reasons why. But I'm kind. Of, but I'm thinking about the money, spending. But all we are. We are fixing things here first. That's why we've got hands, face, space. Oh right, yeah, okay. Hands, face, then we go to space. Then we go to space. Yeah. So once we've fixed all of that, then we go to space. That's what it means. Ah, oh, I didn't realise. So that's that why. That's means? why instead of like making sure that people got food, housing, and clothing, not just in this country but like in many other countries around the world, it's we fixed it because we're yeah. going. Ah. Oh. Yes. Part, we're going to space. Part of the slogan. As long as you have the testing before you go to space, you can't take the, the virus with you, so it's quite safe. Hands, face, space. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I'm not so cross now. And in Amsterdam, they have hands, face, space cakes. So yeah, it's yeah. just something else you learn, really. It's just a slightly different way of looking at it. Over to you now, then. I'm done. <laughs> well, I've sifted through those ones, and I've decided I won't be... I won't be nasty to Charlie. So mine is actually relating to space, in effect, not um, actual space travel, etc. But slow walkers and well, before March, this wouldn't have been an issue. So when I do my power walk, I do like a try and do three miles. Obviously, it's getting darker really earlier now, so I'm going to try and fit it in, but just before it gets dark. But there are certain sections of that walk where I can't pass people. And the reason I can't pass them is because there just isn't enough space for me to socially distance enough to walk past them. But the problem is because I like to time it and I use like a map my walk app and try and beat my best time just because it's a good bit of exercise and a bit of a challenge. I'll get stuck behind someone on this quite long stretch that I can't pass them on. And they're walking at literally, you know, virtually at a standstill. So I have to then go, go to a complete standstill until they finish that section and I can pass them. Yeah. And it ruins my time, ruins my walking pace, strides all gone, breathing's all out of kilter. And so basically I have to virtually abort the walk at that point if I meet anyone at that point. It's not their fault, you know, it's not their, they're just walking along at their own pace. Yeah, so slow walkers, it's a Meldrew moment because it's, it's not their This comes into the whole sort of like COVID recovery side of things because you could invent the alternative to um, a bell on a cycle a walker's bell yes and, and and when people heard the sound of a walker's bell they would they would know that they could stand to one side yeah and they wouldn't think oh well he's rude ringing <laughs> ringing a bell at me because he wants to get past they'd be like oh yeah walker's bell 
because you'd have you'd be on the te- you'd be on the telly or, or no you'd probably yeah. Daily Mail you know like the single oh, like a single page spread but those adverts that make no sense yeah you know for for random stuff or in the Express maybe uh, <laughs> other newspapers are available it'd be a whole page just like just your face and and then somebody walking and holding the Walker's bell. Yeah, or I could have the bells on my shoes so it can just hear me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, but you want something you can patent. This is yeah. Like, this is oh, about yeah, yeah. COVID recovery, innovation, creative destruction. March, before there was the social distancing, I could just push them in the edge and walk past. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that for any children that are listening. No. It's not a very nice thing to do, but I could do if I wanted. Because they might fall in some nettles. Yeah, it would depend. Yeah, I wouldn't push them off a ravine. <laughs> really, <laughs> I think we should probably wrap up at this point before it descends into fast again. But no, it's been a pleasure to be reunited with you on our own, just for a change. And um, you are, as always, a lackadaisical partridge. So until next time. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.